When you transfer to a four-year university with a strong foundation from Anne Arundel Community College, you're making a seriously smart move. Go for it. Get a head start. Redirect yourself. Blog Talk Radio. Reality 
is malleable, that consciousness trumps matter, and that you shape your life with your mind rather than take it on faith. The book invites you to conduct nine 48-hour experiments to prove there really is a positive, loving, totally hip force in the universe. Yep, you heard me, and I said prove. The experiments, each of which can be conducted with absolutely no money and very little time expenditure, demonstrates that spiritual principles are as dependable as gravity, as consistent as Newton's laws of motion. For years, you've been hoping and praying that spiritual principles are true. Now you can know. So here with us tonight to talk about those nine principles, A Date with Destiny welcomes Miss Pam Grout. Hi, Pam. Hi. Hi. Hey, I'm glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. Before we get started, we would just like to thank you for spending time with us this evening because I can't tell you how much we've been looking forward to this interview. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Let me tell you this. I've read your book already twice. And I know that I'll be reading it again in the near future because when I first read the book, I was blown away. And I was like, okay, you know how you read some books and it's like, okay, this is good. You know, this is good stuff. But then there's some books that you read and you find yourself hanging on every single word. And your book was one of those books for me. I was hanging on every single word, not just one or two, no, every single word of your book I was hanging on to every word. So I just want to thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's the truth. I mean, it's just amazing. It's so powerful, um, especially since I'm into the metaphysics, into the spiritual stuff and and all of that, and in the mind and renewing your mind. That's what the show is about. And so when I read it, I got so excited. I'm like, you know what? Right now I'm putting it into the universe. I'm putting the angels to to the test of 48 hours. I I want her. I want her on my show. And so here you are. (laughs) I did the there experiment, and now you're here. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, it works. I'm telling you, it works. <laughs> so let me start off by asking you, Pam, what was your motivation? Um, what inspired you to write this particular book? Well, you know, I've used these principles. I, You know, there's nine principles in there, and the experiments are demonstrating these nine principles. But I've used those principles in my own life, and I've created a pretty amazing life. I mean, like you mentioned in my introduction, I've traveled all over the world. I've you know, write for a lot of, you know, impressive publications. I've published 16 mm-hmm. books. And all of that I was able to do, I mean, I'm just a kid from Kansas, you know, but all of that I was able to do by using these principles, you know, of visioning what I want, of, you know, using my thoughts to create my reality. So it's been so effective for me. And, you know, it said in the Bible that faith without works is dead. And it's like, well, you know, Ooh, yes. it's one thing to learn about these principles. And I think a lot of people, you know, that book, The Secret, came out. And a lot of people know yes. about the law of attraction and the fact that, you know, right. our thoughts create a reality. But this book is a way to actually prove that. Because I think, yes. you know, these concepts are wonderful. But until you can see them with your own two eyes, feel them with your own two hands, sometimes they still seem kind of abstract. So I think this book, because yes. they're real simple little baby steps, I think it's just a way of, showing, you know, so there's no doubt that, wow, this stuff really does work. Because I think it's important that we use these principles because, you know, we have yes. a lot of lot of work to do on this planet, you know. Yes, and I think we need yes. to use our power to, to, you know, to make things happen. So anyway, that's kind of why I wrote it. 
Well, what I want to do is real quick, I want to go through the nine um, principles um, since we're going to be talking with them. And I also want to, I have some, I've highlighted some things from your book. Actually, I highlighted the whole daggone book. I just want you to know. But (laughs) for the sake of time, (laughs) I tried my best to pick out some of the, you know, um, stuff that we could share tonight. And hopefully one day in the near future you could come back and we can continue the discussion. But for now, let's go through the nine principles. the nine principles, which starting with number one, there is an invisible energy force or field of infinite possibilities. Um, I'll just read through these and then we can go back through them. Two, you okay. have you you, in, you impact the field and draw from it according to your beliefs and expectations. Three, you too are a field of energy. Four, whatever you focus on expands. Five. Your connection to the field provides accurate and unlimited guidance. Six, your thoughts and consciousness impact matter. Seven, your thoughts and consciousness provide the scaffolding for your physical body. Eight, you are connected to everything and everyone else in the universe. And nine, the universe is limitless, abundant, and strangely accommodating. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I love all of these. And even starting with the first one, there is an invisible energy force or field of infinite possibilities. Um, the first experiment, which you entitled the Dude Abides Principle. I love it. The Dude <laughs> yeah, Abides Principle. Yeah, I had a lot of Principle. fun coming up with these names. <laughs> <laughs> I see, you know, I see. Yeah, well, what I think is that if something's going to be sustainable, and I think we need to make these principles sustainable in our lives, we need to use them again and again and again, I think to be sustainable it has to be fun. And so I really wrote this book to be fun, and I'm getting a lot of feedback from people that they're having a really good time doing the experiments and they're forming groups together. And I think because it is so much fun, it will have, you know, a big impact and people will continue to use these principles. So that was really important to me to make them fun. So thank you. And you did, as it was like, oh, yes, because you did. I mean, it's like you're so relatable, and you make it relatable because this is a topic that is really uh, coming to the limelight or is in the limelight right now as far as spirituality, energy force, you know, how we're all connected in the universe. So we are in a time of spiritual awakening, and we need books and we need people like yourself who come out and make it simple and plain so that we can understand it. And the whole thing, and we talk about this on the show all the time, it's like, okay, it's one thing to read, but then it's another thing to apply. And so you've made it so simple where it's like, okay, this looks like fun. I mean, it's, it's not hard. It's not rocket science. What do I have to lose? Let me try this. And so that's what your book has done. But let's talk about the force or field of infinite possibilities, which you kind of gave it with the FP. That's what I call it, yeah. Yeah, so talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, some people have called it God. It has a lot of different names, the force, the universe. I mean, a lot of different names for it. But it doesn't really matter what you call it. There is this invisible force that's out there in the universe that really is responding to the energy that we put out with our thoughts. And this is working in our lives, whether we're aware of it or not. It's constantly working. The problem is that a lot of us are putting it to work with our negative thoughts, you know. So right. if you learn, first of all, you have, to, you have to get it. This force is real. Just because you can't see it, just because you don't taste it, it's there. And it's this, you know, invisible energy force, but it is the building block of everything else in the universe. And so 
it it wants to do good. It, it's it's definitely good, but it basically you know follows out our thought vibrations that we send out. So once we learn that it's there, and once we learn to change you know our thoughts and our vibrations right. that we're sending out, we can use it to create you know really whatever we want in our life. Right now, you know, now saying, hearing you say that and reading it is like, okay, that sounds so great and it sounds so simple. But why does it seem like we have such a difficult time just grasping that that simple little thing right there? Why does it seem like it's just so difficult for us to just understand that? Well, we're so used to the material world. You know, we're really focused mm-hmm. on our five senses. And because it's so much bigger than that, like our, what, what our five senses show us is like, you know, it's a tiny portion of what's really pulsating out there in the universe. But, you know, it's only natural that we would, you know, whatever we can see, that's what we think is real. And I think right. that's why it's kind of difficult because it's so much bigger. It's like, you know, like um, on the light spectrum, there's some lights that we can see and then there's other lights that we can't see. You know, there's some sounds mm-hmm. that dogs can hear that we can't hear. You know, it's like it doesn't mean it's not there just because we can't see it or hear it. But right. uh, I think that's the reason that, that maybe it's difficult for some people to get because they can't right. see it. And plus they're see not it. taught that right. in school. You know, we're really taught yes. that, okay, this is your knee, this is your foot, that's a chair. You know what I mean? We're taught about the material world, and nobody really teaches us about this other, you know, again, this foundational part of our universe. Yes. And that's just not something we're taught. So it's kind of a new concept, even though it's, I mean, it's now, like you said, it's kind of in the limelight, but it's still a concept that we weren't taught as kids. It isn't exactly. in our consciousness real fully yet, you know. So I think it's, exactly. it's, we're, we're starting to get used to it. <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, there's a quote. You quoted um, some, uh, Daniel Quinn in your book, and I love this quote. The first step in spiritual enlightenment is to give up your powerful attachment to conventional reality. <laughs> we yeah. are all captives of a story. And that is so true. We do not want to give up the power to what we have just been living with our whole lives. We are afraid to move out of that comfort zone and to really, like, just try to think differently. Exactly. And I think, yeah, like no, it's, said, if we, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, we are. We're trapped in a story, and then we just keep telling ourselves. Yeah. You know, there's that old saying that says, you know, if we don't um, learn about our history, we're bound to repeat it. Well, I yes. think that... You know, we do tend to repeat it because we repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. You know, every day we get up thinking, oh, it's going to be just like it was yesterday, when actually anything could be possible, but we, we get up expecting the same old thing. So, you know, right. we've learned the story really well. And because we yeah. are really powerful, we create the story again and again and again. But once we get it that we can let go of that story and we can create a different story, that's what's really exciting to me. Yeah, and me too. And it takes and I practice, always think- you know. <laughs> It does. It does. It really does. It's like, you know, you have to, it's a muscle. Your, your, your brain is a muscle. And I always tell people, it's just like when you go into the gym and you're trying to build your triceps or your biceps or whatever muscles, you have to continu- continuously go in and do that, right? You can't just go one day exactly. or two days or a week or mm-hmm. a month and say, oh, all of a sudden I got this great, you know, I've got abs now, you know, and I can count them. <laughs> um, I guess, look, I, I guess I still have some. I haven't seen mine in years. But <laughs> when you work on your mind, <laughs> it's the same thing. You have to train it to think differently if you want different results, Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. I, I, in the book, I call it like house training a puppy. You just keep taking it yeah. outside and showing it, showing it a different place where it can, you know, do its business, <laughs> and eventually it will exactly. get it. So, yeah, 
Exactly. Well, you know, in your book you talked about, I want you to share with us your story um, because I found it to be like uh, very similar to my own and a lot of other people as far as how you use the principle in getting the writing job, the, the job that you wanted. You know, you talk about that a little bit in the book, and if you could just share with us, you know, how what you did to attract that dream job to yourself. Oh, of, of being a writer. Well, are you talking yes. about the affirmations that I did, or yeah, the which story that are you talking? Did and okay, because I've done first... so many different things over the years to you know create different right. projects or whatever. But I think I tell the story in the book. You know, it's been a while since I wrote it, but I. I had read a book called Write for Your Life, and it was written by Lawrence Block. And basically it had all these affirmations. And, and, you know, what he was saying, the only thing that keeps anybody from being a writer really is their own negative thoughts that would say, oh, you know, I don't have anything important to say, or, oh, I don't, you know, whatever those negative thoughts that we're taught, you know, that I'm not very interesting or whatever it might be. So these affirmations, there were 30 of them, and what he suggested is that you actually put them on a postcard and then send them to yourself. (laughs) So, you know, Mm -hmm. for 30 days I had these little postcards that it said, you know, you, Pam, are a brilliant writer. You, Pam, you know, have what it takes to be a writer, whatever it was. And so for 30 days I sent these little postcards to myself, and that just sort of got that message. I mean, I still work with that message. I still have to keep taking that little puppy outside because, you know, yeah. I start a new book and I think, oh, can I do it? Can I do it? You know, those those <laughs> negative thoughts keep wanting to creep up. Self-talk. But you just yes. quit. To, you just can't listen to them, you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I know in the book you also talked about how you, on one particular writing job, you know, um, that you wanted um, and you said you put it out there. You said, okay, I need a sign. I need to know that this was out of oh, doubt is what I'm supposed to say. Yeah, that's the story okay, I want to hear. Okay, that story, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I um, had applied for a job and, because I was doing freelance writing and I didn't have that much, you know, I wasn't having that much luck. Or no, I know which one you're talking about, the one where I actually got fired. Yes, that one. That one? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was um <laughs> I was working part time at a place and then I also was trying to pursue my freelance writing. I was sending out queries, you know, I was trying to do all that. So I said to the FPA, I said, you know, I really want to do this writing full time. Um, you know, the job's fine and all that because I was writing fundraising letters for, you know, different charities. And that was good, you know, and I said, but, you know, I really want to write about, you know, what, what I want to write about, you know, everything that's burning in my heart. And so I said to the FPA, I said, you know, I really need to know if this is, you know, if this is something I can do, you know, I, and I give you 48 hours or whatever time frame right. I gave it. And the very day that I gave it that time frame, I got fired. <laughs> and I say fired. Wow. I, my boss said, "My boss said, well, you know, we need somebody in here full time, so either you're going to go full time or we're going to have to let you go. Well, to me, that mm-hmm. was a very clear sign that, no, you know, I was going to go ahead and I could, I could make it as a freelance writer. And sure enough, I have not had a job since then. I have been a full-time freelance writer and author ever since that moment. So, you know, getting fired, again, that's one of those things where we think, oh, getting fired, how horrible is that? You know, we think that's a negative thing. But it actually led me to this most amazing, you know, job as a full-time author. So, you know, we can't really judge what's good and bad. We just have to keep trusting, you know, that, you know, our vision will come forth. Yeah. Well, I guess that brings us to the fourth experiment, the abracadabra principle, whatever you focus Whatever you focus on expands. And I want to share that, and and Angel, um, I I want you to participate in this particular piece because we, I believe, had an earlier conversation today um, 
as far as, uh, you know, um, the things that you want to do for your future. You know, you want to step completely away from your full-time job. So um, if you could just share with us, uh, Pam, the, the, the theory of whatever you focus on expands, and you just actually kind of just shared with us that that happened to you because now you, you've been doing this for how long? Freelancing oh, 20 courses. or 30 years. I don't know, a long yeah. time. So yeah. I, mean, I don't even remember exactly when that was. But my daughter's 20, and I, I've been doing it since she was, I mean, way before she was even born. So probably it's getting close to 30 years now. So, yes, it is possible. It is definitely possible. So what do you do? What do you say to a person who is working a full-time job that they're really not happy or content with, that's not their passion, but they need it because they have to put food on the table, they have to pay their bills, and so on and so forth, but they have this dream in their heart. It's like, this is what I want to do. I just can't stand being here anymore. So what would you say to that person? I always say focus on the end result. Start visualizing, start thinking about yourself, setting that attention of how you want it to be. Don't even think about how you're going to get there because that's where the human, you know, the pea brain gets involved and says, oh, well, how can right. I do You know, the how's not up to us. The what is up to us. And if we keep focusing on that end result, keep filling ourselves in that, you know, career that we love, in that you know, with Angel, it sounds like Angel's got some pretty exciting things going on with her charity. Just focus on that yes. and all the people that she's helping and all the, you know, amazing possibilities with that. And and don't even think about how you're going to get, you know, you know, I mean, how that's all going to happen because the universe will take care of it. Our job is only, only to set the intention. I always say set it and forget it. <laughs> you know, because oh, I love that. You know, Yes. Yeah, because we get too involved, you know, because yes. we have our little ideas, oh, this is how it's going to work, or, you know, I'm going to win the lottery, or, you know, whatever it is we think. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are, you know, completely limited. You know, what we think is only limited. But once we connect to that bigger source that knows everything, that has all the answers, yes. that's when every possibility is there. So the less we do, the you know, the less we try to figure it out, the better and quicker it can happen. So I always say just Focus on that end result and let the universe connect the dots, you know, of how it's all going to come to come to be. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I'm famous for that. I'm always worrying about, okay, I see the end, but how am I going to get there? And then I start worrying because what I think should fall into place are things that are happening, and, of course, it doesn't, and it, it frustrates you, and then you get to the point where you don't, you kind of stop believing on a certain level, so you start working at it for a moment. And then, you you know, and then, okay, you get the little fire again, but it's like you wasted so much time, and then that becomes like you're on that little hamster treadmill, and I'm just so tired of that. So so what was that phrase that you said? Set the, what was it? Set the, oh, right set there, it now. and forget it. Set it and forget set it. it. Oh, I like And forget it. <laughs> set it and forget it, yeah. And just when and when you do think about it, you know, maybe five minutes a day, think about how good that's going to feel. I mean, for me, I'll tell you a story about, you know, this book. It's become really successful, but I wrote it nine years ago, and it came out as a book called God Doesn't Have Bad Hair Days. I mean, it flopped. It was a... It was it, it didn't do anything. It came out about the same time as The Secret. I mean, it's the same message, basically, but it just flopped. Right. And I think the big difference for me at that time is, like, I, so, so I just let it go, and I, you know, focused on getting happy, you know, opening my joy channel, yeah. so to speak. Because I think when you're happy and you're doing something that you have, you know, just focus on 
being happy no matter what, being happy, being happy, being appreciative, being grateful. And that just opens all the channels. You know, it gets, it gets, all those channels get plugged up with our, you know, our little twigs and sticks of, you know, doubt. Oh, I I don't know if I can do it or frustration, all those Mm -hmm. things. But I just let it go and got happy. And then it came out again as E squared. I mean, basically it's the same book. And, you know, I kind of changed that channel of where I was, you know, more happy and joyful. And then it's just gone on to be this big, huge success. So, you know, it's just a matter of um, being open and letting it go and, you know, being getting yourself happy, I think, being happy. Yeah. 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 And letting go of resistance, yeah. too, because I find exactly. that resistance is a big yeah. part of the whole picture. And sometimes we don't even really recognize that we are resisting. Um, but then, again, I don't know, uh, Pam, if you've ever read the book by Stephen Pressfield, which I also love, The War of Art. And he I talks love about that book. book. Oh, yeah, oh, I love that it. awesome? Yeah. And when he started talking about the resistance and how that goes hand in hand with our dream, it's like side by side. I'm like, oh, that's, it, he gave it a name. He put a name yeah. to that thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. I really needed that because that is so true. You know, when, mm-hmm. we, when we find ourselves at that moment of, you know, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write my book. I'm working on my second book. And so sometimes that thing rises up and it's like, wait a minute, what is this? Where, where's this stuff coming from, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Stephen just kind of put it all into perspective, which is resistance, um, which I want to move on to experiment number five, the Dear Abby Principle. And that one uh, states your connection to the field provides accurate, oh, I love this, it provides accurate and unlimited guidance. Your connection to the field provides accurate and unlimited guidance. You want to talk about that one a little bit? Yeah, well, again, it's that principle of non-locality that we are connected to every single thing. And our resistance, I mean, that's just one thing that would block us being connected to everything or, you know, our doubts. Resistance comes up in all kinds of different forms. I remember Stephen Pressfield's book, he talks about that, all the different you know, ways that resistance, or I kind of call it the ego. There's all different names for it. I love those forces that are trying to, you know, block you from your highest good, you know, that Mm -hmm. wants to keep things just the same as they've always been. And so, um, so, so anyway, that resistance can stop it. But the truth of it is you are connected to every single thing and any answer you might need, any guidance you might need, any help you might need is available once you take down those walls of the resistance. And as Stephen yeah. Pressfield points out, it's that discipline, you know, that discipline in that every day you keep believing that it's possible. I mean, to use the yeah. discipline in that regard, or if it's writing, you, know, you use it to write. And I mean, I still to this day, I mean, I've got 16 books out and I still have to fight my resistance or, you know, Isn't use my discipline. Yeah, no, it's really that way. Well, I heard a saying, even Maya Angelou, you know, she said that every time she started a new book, the same, you know, it came up for her that, oh, they'll know I've run a game on them again. You know, it's that we all have that. I mean, look how successful she is. So, you know what I mean? It's like we all have it. It's just we have to not listen to that voice and continue to do, you know, to, to keep marching to our higher vision. And I so appreciate you saying that because people need to hear that. People Because when they see a person such as yourself who's well-traveled, who's got this book out that's just blowing up all over the universe, you know, um, and the several things that you've accomplished, and to hear you say that, for you, resistance still comes up. For you, you still have to um, fight and, and battle through some things. And for you, you still have to affirm things every single day. I mean, that just goes to show that it happens to everybody. Nobody is exempt from that. I just want it people to hear everybody. that. No, 
Yes. In fact, one of my books is called Art and Soul, and it's about creativity and spirituality. And in there, it, it's got like 52 weeks of you know different creative things you can do. But in each one of those 52 weeks, I tell a story about somebody who's really famous. I mean, that's how I heard the story about Maya Angelou, Steven Spielberg. You know, he he says that just because you're you know you, you're successful doesn't mean that you don't still have the insecurity. I mean, it, so yeah. all these people that we look at and go, wow, look at them, and they they have the same insecurity as I do or you know what I mean yes, it's, just, it's just part Steve of the human Jobs. condition so yeah yeah yeah, yeah that, that's so awesome and I'm going to get that book too Art and Soul so I wrote that down so I can make sure oh. that I get that one <laughs> so okay so let's go to number six the superhero principle your thoughts and consciousness impact matter your thoughts and consciousness impact matter and I guess that goes on to say what we've been saying um, from the beginning about your thoughts. Your thoughts are things. That's what, you know, the secret is your thoughts are things which are true. But you want to talk, just elaborate on the the superhero principle just a little bit? Yeah. Um, our thoughts are literally waves of energy, which is a thing. Right. I mean, waves, we can't see them, but they are things, and they go out into the universe. It's like, you know, you hit the hit a, a tuning fork through the note C, it goes out, and it all tuning forks that are C will ding with it. You know, it's just this principle of right. resonance. And so these things, these thoughts, these waves go out and create, you know, create density or create, you know, they gather together to create material reality. I mean, that really um, speaks to that quantum physics, and that is how everything is formed is from these waves of energy, from these waves of thoughts. So um, it impacts matter in that, um, you know, it brings it to you, it forms it, it makes it dense, it creates things, actual things. You know, the world that we believe in, the material world that we see, by putting a lot of the thoughts and the spiritual, the denseness into it, it creates that. So so it just kind of clumps together eventually and creates that. So. Well, you know, an excerpt from your book, A Course, you said A Course in Miracles, which I've also worked out of, and I love that. Um, and you've been doing that for, like, teaching from that for 25 years. But this is what mm-hmm. you said in your book. Um, you said A Course in Miracles, a self-study program in spiritual psycholo- um, psychology that you've been practicing and teaching for 25 years has always advocated the idea that consciousness creates the material world. It says we humans decide in advance how we're going to experience life that we choose beforehand what we want to see. And I yeah, find that, that to be so profound. That's so true. Yeah, and it is so true. Yes, yes. Well, you know, like that quantum physics experiment, you know, if you're looking for waves, you know, the light to be waves, you see waves. If you're looking for particles, it will be a particle. It's the same thing, but it's how you expect it to be. That's how it plays out for exactly. you. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, say it's that really again. fascinating. Say that, no, no, say, that, say that again, Pam. Say that last part. Oh, about the particles and the waves? About the particles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with, with quantum physics, um, and this is what they discovered. It's called the uncertainty principle. So everything that's out there in the universe, it's all in waves. That's that's what it's all. It's all energy. It's all waves. And once you observe it and look at it, it forms into whatever you expect it to be. Like if you think it's a particle, like scientists that are doing experiments and they expect to get particles, they it's particles. If they expect it to be waves, it shows up as waves. It's the same thing, but it shows up on how the observer, the scientist, the person doing the experiment expects it to be. So it's called the observer right. effect. 
And so, you know, basically our consciousness is, is going out there and observing things, and then we're seeing it exactly how we expect it to be. I mean, that's what comes first is the consciousness. We think that we're looking at something outside of us. We're actually creating what's inside of us. So yes. it's kind of like this big mirror that's out there. Yeah. The world's yeah. just a big like mirror, that. you know. It's yeah. just a big mirror. And then you see what's in the mirror, like this is your vision. This is what you are seeing. But So that doesn't necessarily mean that the person standing next to me is seeing the same thing that I'm seeing because this is my well, one mirror. Thing, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. When I learned, one thing I learned in journalism school, you know, my uh, professor would set up these things that we would have to report on. And, you know, here we are, say, 20 students in this class, and then, you know, we'd read, you know, our little articles that we wrote. And it's like every person sees it so differently. And it was like the exact yeah. same event, but we all saw right. it differently. And that was kind of shocking right. to me. It's like, wait, were you, were, were you in the same room? I was looking at <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> we each, exactly. you know, each man looks at the sunset with a slightly different eye. So, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right. And so that moves us to experiment, experiment number seven, and I love this one too, the Jenny Craig Principle which is your thoughts and consciousness provide the scaffolding for your physical body. Woo, girl, you have you just uh. said something right there. Your thoughts, I'm going to say, read it again. Your thoughts and consciousness provide the scaffolding for your physical body. So I'm just going to let you just jump right in there on that one, Pam. Well, that one is so fascinating to me. You know, we spend all, I mean, the, the, I mean, everybody, it seems like every woman, probably every person thinks they want to lose weight, you know. But because we have this love-hate relationship with our food, we create that energy of, 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 of uncertainty. But when we start loving our food and putting more positive energy into our food, everything changes. So what we're thinking about, we have this relationship going on, like I said, kind of a love-hate relationship with our food, and um, we create it. Like where I really got this, did you ever see that movie I Am with Tom Shadiak? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay, where the where the yogurt he they put those those bioelectrodes into that yogurt and then his yes. thoughts that yogurt you know that little meter that meter was reading his thoughts which is pretty amazing yes. I thought wow that food yeah. or, you know because yogurt is food but you know plants read our thoughts um, yogurt reads yes. our thoughts everything's reading our thoughts so it's kind of translating out in fact even the thoughts we have about our body is being translated out into our body so we have such a huge impact on our health on our body I mean on everything. Thing by how we think yeah. about our bodies how you and how think we look at it. our bodies. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, because, you yeah. know, before um, I even read this part of, of your book, for me, I would be, you know, I, I started changing the way I thought about my food like a while ago, and I said, you know what, if I eat this cookie, it's, I'm not going to gain weight. I'm just going to eat this cookie. I'm going to enjoy this cookie. This cookie is going to be healthy for me to eat this cookie, and so on and so forth. So it's like changing the way I thought about that cookie instead of saying, girl, if I eat this cookie, I'm going to gain five pounds just by looking at that cookie. And that's what we all you know, say. So, See, that's the whole yeah. secret right there. Yeah, yeah. And so since I've changed the way I started looking and thinking about food, I've been losing weight. And I'm like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. So that I know really I've heard for me mm-hmm. was amazing. I've heard so many stories from people telling me that same exact thing. You know, one of the cool things about this book is I get so many emails from people that are doing these experiments, and I'm hearing back yes. all these results, and it's just so much fun. So I love, I love when I hear that. It makes makes me happy. It's like I said, you know, even if I didn't believe this before I wrote the book, which of course I did believe it, but even if I didn't, there's no way I couldn't believe it now because of all the great stories I've gotten, you know. Yeah, it's just confirmation. I mean, every single thing that you've written is just, it's confirmation 
Um, and I know for people who are new, like just, you know, say newbies coming into um, their spiritual journeys and they're just learning about stuff like this, I would really, truly recommend that you get this book. It is just one of the, for me, and I'm a reader, I mean, I read two and three books a week sometimes, at, 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 you know, at the same time. I'm like, okay, I'm read this and reading that. But this book right here is just on the top of my list. I mean, it will really empower you um, for the rest of your life, and it's stuff that you get that you don't forget because it goes deep inside. I mean, it's not like one of those frivolous little things. No, this is some good stuff. This is good stuff, people. So you have to get this book, E Squared. And we're going to move on to experiment number eight, which is the 101. I love, your, I love how you just describe these things, <laughs> the little tags you put on them. The yeah. 101 Dalmatians Principle, which is you are connected to everything and everyone else in the universe. And people, I don't think there a whole lot of us understand that. We don't. We think that we're separate. We even think that we're separate from God. We don't think that we are one with Him. We don't think that God dwells inside of us, and He's given us power and dominion. So, if you could just elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. Well, we are. I mean, what I believe is that we are God, or the energy form of the FP, the universe. Yeah. We are that. We are that in mm-hmm. our. You know, we're like, as they say about, you know, the the ocean, we're like a drop of the ocean or whatever. But we are the the same essence of, like the drop of water is the same essence as the ocean, as as the wave. I mean, it's all, we are that. And, um... And 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 just like the drop of of water in the ocean is also a, a, you know connected to all the rest of the ocean. That's the same as us, and it only appears. It's only an illusion that we are right. separate bodies because everything that I think, every I mean, other people feel that as well. I mean, our thoughts are influencing everybody else even though we think i'm this separate body this is me here in kansas you know you're there in baltimore right i mean but we're we're actually one we're all we're all right. one it's all it's all the same and it's it's just a very persistent as albert einstein said it's a it's a persistent illusion that we are separate albeit a very persistent one <laughs> but the truth right, is we exactly. are not separate we're all in this big energy wave of of just energy i mean that's it's all just just one big field of energy well, you, you stated in your book, if, and this is I'm quoting from your book again, taking a little excerpt from it, you say, if you ask me, learning how to transform energy, which is like we're just talking about, like we're all energy and we're all a part of the universe, you say, if you ask me, learning how to transform energy is so important, it should be taught along with reading, writing, and arithmetic, and it all starts with intent, the force that lies behind everything, and I think that uh, for I, I, talk, I was talking to someone else a while ago about how I feel like these principles that we are now really learning and getting should be taught in school. You know, should be oh. taught as, as soon as a child is able to walk and talk. We should be teaching them these principles. Well, you know what I would say? I would say that kids probably even know it, and then we teach it out of them. You know what I mean? Like one of my favorite stories is about the little kid. I don't know if you've heard it. He kept saying to his mom, oh, I want to go in and talk to my baby sister. And the mom's kind of like, well, why do you want, you know, they couldn't figure out why the little three-year-old wanted to go talk to the baby sister. And finally, you know, they let the baby, or let him go in and talk to the baby sister, and they stood outside the door, and he, you know, he reaches into the crib and he goes tell me about god i'm starting to forget (laughs) 
You know? Wow, no, I haven't heard that. That's yeah, awesome. isn't that a cool story? Because I do think that, you yeah. know, maybe maybe what we do, sadly, is teach our kids the opposite of this. Because we do, I think yeah, maybe they know this. And so I I, as parents, if we would not, like if, you know, okay, here's one example. And I did this to my mm-hmm. daughter, I admit. Whenever they get mm-hmm. sick, we rush them to the doctor, rush them to that outside. Instead of saying, hey, your body heals itself, your body can heal itself. Yes. You know, I mean, we teach them early on that you have yes. to, you know, get all the information from someone else and everybody else is smarter yes. than you. Instead of teaching them, you are connected to all the healing energy yes. in the world. You are connected to all that is. So we, so yes. they know that, but we teach them that's not true. So that's yes. kind of what I think yes. happens, you know. I agree. I agree. Because, you know, one of my favorite things is when we know better, we do better. Um, because, yeah. like, with my daughter, you know, she she just turned 23, and she's, you know, on her spiritual journey because as, when I learn something, I teach it to her. But she's like one of those earth angels. She just came into this world as an angel. And, you know, she absorbs and she soaks everything in. So, you know, I don't beat myself up, as you know, like I used to sometimes because it's like we can't only teach what we know. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't teach them stuff that we don't know ourselves. So now mm-hmm. that this stuff is coming out, you know, I just would love to see more parents, more people just being enlightened and, and just, just seek their higher selves so that then they can turn around and, and teach their children and not, you know, just knock it out of them, you know, and, and mm-hmm. just, yeah. So I love that story. That I love that. I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah that's a cool story. That's awesome. So moving on to number nine, um, the fish and loaves principle. The universe is limitless, abundant, and um, what's the rest of it? The universe is limitless, abundant, and strange. Yes, love it, love it. Um, So talk about that. Well, the the limitlessness (laughs) of the universe. Uh, Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, well, you know, we all think it's a finite universe and that, again, it's all material and that what we can see, but it's actually so much bigger than that. And so it's infinite in that there is no, we don't even know how far out the universe goes, I mean, as far as space. I mean, we just don't, everything's infinite, but we try to, you know, put it into a little box and, and you know, label it and keep it small. But it's just, it's huge. It's more than we can even conceive of. I mean, we can only... We can only see what we can conceive, and as we let go and, you know, we can start conceiving more, seeing more, and letting more be, but it is infinite, so the world is infinite. It's just the opposite. In fact, almost everything that's true is about the opposite of what we're taught, you know, that we're taught, oh, everything's limited. There's only so much to go around. There's not more where that came from, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. once you get it that it is unlimited there the universe is unlimited and there are no limits on what we can do it's on, the only limits are the ones we impose upon ourselves so that that part is certainly true um yeah. it's unlimited and it's strange that many things just always work out i mean if you yeah. let go of all the fear and things do work out you know we don't know how they work out exactly because right. we're trying to figure right. out our little brains but but it does work out if you just let go and let the universe will take care of everything the universe provides. So, yeah. so that's kind of what I mean by that principle is that there is so much more good and it is abundant and there is it is unlimited and that's the actual truth of the way it is of the way the world yeah. is. Like I remember one time going to pick grapes and you know we, we, you know in the grocery store there's only so many grapes or whatever but if you go out to the vineyard where nature is i mean there is unlimited oh, yeah. grapes i mean they they fall on yeah. the ground there's more you can't even pick them all so that's the idea that in nature in the natural world it is just 
it's so abundant. There's so much more than, you know, we, but we decide to, you know, put it in little packages and sell at the grocery store. And, you know, we forget about this unlimited abundance that's actually out there. And we also, in doing that and forgetting or not even knowing about the abundance, we find ourselves in um, competitive mode. You know, we feel like we have to compete or we have to um, go or do something outside of ourselves to make things happen, and there's, there's not going to be enough. We, we, we go on the, the thought of lack. There's not going to be enough for me. If I don't do this now, you know, somebody else is going to do it, and blah, blah, blah. But people don't understand that there is abundance. There's, what God has for you is for you. And exactly, so, and there is no limit yeah. to that, yeah. Yeah. And just because one person has, in fact, I like to think of it as, you know, once one person has it, you realize that, that someone else can have it as well. You know, it's not like, oh, me or you. It's like me and you. You know, it's both of us. And that once yeah. one person can do it, everybody can do it. It's like that old four-minute mile thing. They say, you know, once that first guy ran the four-minute mile, then they realize, oh, that's possible. So I kind of like to look at it more in that way. Instead of competing, it's like, oh, look, this is what I can do. That means you can do it too. You know, that kind of a way. Right, but we can all yeah. do it. There's not just... There's not just this much to go around. Only only this person can have it. Nobody else can have it. Everybody can have it. You know, that's exactly that's how it can be. yeah. Well, you know, Pam, and that's go just brings me to my next point, which in your book you talked about, um, which is another famous or favorite book of mine, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. But you talked about that and being in this moment. Um, and you, when I'm, I'm going to read another excerpt from your book, we are not really here, not in this moment. The now is the point of power, and a lot of people don't understand the power of being in this, the now, this moment right here, right what we're doing right now, just being here. So, and then you say, that's why it's so easy for a yogi who consciously clears out mental static to change his heart rate, pulse, and other body functions. If you're not really here, your mind is not available to do what you're asking it to do. It's imperative to practice conscious moment-by-moment awareness. Otherwise, you're operating out of old encrusted beliefs, beliefs you've downloaded before you were five years old. And here's the BAM moment. Here's the, you know, I say BAM, (laughs) B-A-M. Do you really want a five-year-old running your life? Okay? (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Because we go back, we don't even realize that we are going back to those old, we're living from old beliefs. Mm-hmm. And the, defini- exactly the right. definition of insanity is trying to do the same thing the same way and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I encourage everybody, when you read this book, just do the exercises that you have, you know, that Pam has put in the book because they are amazing. They've worked for me. Can I share a story with you real quick? Oh, I'd love to hear about it, yeah. one of the ones that <laughs> one of the ones that worked for me. Okay, okay, I love telling the story. But okay, so I I am a big believer in my angels. I talk to my angels all the time. I communicate with them. They communicate with me. We're just just one big happy family. So <laughs> this particular day, I mean, I'm always you know putting them to the test. But your this book right here. What it made me do is I said, you know what, I started laughing. I said, okay, you know what, angels, I'm going to put you to the test, and I'm going to give you 48 hours to produce not just a little, any old generic-looking feather. You know, I want to see a, a big feather, okay? And then, look, here I am, like, giving them conditions, right? And I'm describing this feather that I want to see. <laughs> and I'm like, and I want to see this feather, and I don't, you know, want to see no little, just little, no, I want this to be, because when I know it's a big feather and I see this feather, I'm going to know without a shadow of a doubt 
that it came from you and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, wrote it down and everything. I put it out there and boom. Okay, so I think it may have been not 48, but maybe like the 49th hour or something like that, right? One day mm-hmm. I'm standing in my kitchen. Now, I'm in my kitchen and I'm cooking, washing dishes. I was washing dishes for the day. You know, I'm just singing, humming, da, 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 da. So when you look to the right, I can see there's a big patio, you know, my deck, and the the blinds were open. And so I'm just, you know, doing dishes and humming. So the next thing I did, you know, something just, you know how sometimes you just get this feeling. It's like, you know, look over here. And so I looked, and right there on the, like, where I could see, where, where it's like right in my line of vision was this big feather laying right at the beginning of the door, like if you slide the door open, you could just bend down and pick it up. Now I'm thinking, oh wow! I just stood there and I said, okay. Now here's the here's our ego. Here's the mind thing. You know, a little self talk. It's like, okay. Now you know what? That could have just been from a bird or whatever. And I'm like, but you no, know, you know, I'm always out on my deck. I never see feathers on my deck. Never. Okay. So it's like, you know what? I'm choosing to believe that that feather came because I asked the angels <laughs> to show me a feather. And to this day, I have that feather, you know, on, the, on, the, uh, on my counter. And I'm just choosing to believe that that little experiment that I did right there that day produced that feather. Well, I think it did. I'm sure it did. I believe it. <laughs> That's and if it great. wasn't for your experience, if I, if I hadn't read that book, you know, I wouldn't have maybe not just, you know, but it encouraged me or inspired me to say, okay, I'm going to put you to the test right now. This is what I want to see. And it and it happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool. always doing like, um, you know, parking space. That's old stuff now, you know, saying, okay, I want you to be with me. I want a good park. I always do that. But we really have to go like a step further. So if it can produce a little feather, it can, you know, angels are always with us. And I don't think people, you know, even believe that that's possible. Yeah, oh, I think there's so much with us. Like I said, you know that part that we only see the little tiny bit and then there's so much more. I think there's angels and spirit guides and all kinds of things around us all the time, constantly. All you know, the time, one, all the time. Yes, yes. In fact, so in for some ways work, it's... Go ahead. Oh, mm-hmm. I was just say it's so miraculous that in a world that's so abundant and, and unlimited and everything that we're able to create kind of this disaster that we've created in some ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost shocking. I mean, it shows how powerful that we are because of our resistance, because of some of these negative thoughts, that we're so powerful that in a world that's this amazing that we could create, you know, it's, it's opposite at times. So in some ways that's just more proof that, that, that we are powerful and that we do, you know, draw out of that field what we expect. Well, you also said we um, in your book you said when we are born, every possibility exists, and that is so true. Isn't that what faith is based on? You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just having faith. You either believe or you don't believe. You're either believing or you're not. And mm-hmm. if you're not, then things won't manifest. Correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, they will, but what will manifest is the fact that it doesn't work. Like if you say, oh, it doesn't oh, work, yeah. that's a bunch of baloney, then you manifest a bunch of baloney. <laughs> you imagine right. it's not working because the universe is so kind and quick to, you know, answer our every need that it's going to, you know, it'll give us exactly what we're putting out there. Whatever we're shooting out there is going to come right back to us. And if we believe that it doesn't believe that it doesn't work, then we're going to get that. That will be, exactly. that will come back to us. Yeah. Now you have so much that I know that you're doing. Um, you're you're just a busy woman, and you're traveling. Tell us a little bit about your traveling, and 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 what you, you said you you write for different travel magazines. Uh, yeah, I um well I 
I write for People Magazine. I occasionally do travel for them. Mostly I do travel for Men's Journal and CNN Travel and then also Huffington Post. And um, this last year, you know, my daughter went off to college um, a couple years ago, and I sort of stepped up my travel writing game, so I started traveling a whole lot more. Um, But just recently, my most recent trip is, well, I went to Florida for a friend's daughter's wedding, but um, I was in Namibia for a couple weeks, and that was a lot of fun. The month before that, I went to Turkey. So, yeah, I've been able to travel. Yeah, I've been able to travel quite a bit um, over the last couple of years, and I have traveled, you know, my whole life. But um, you know, since Taz, my daughter went off to college, I I kind of increased my travel writing a bit, yeah. and it's really fun. I love it. I get to stay in all kinds of really amazing places and go to exciting things, meet wonderful people, and it really is just a dream come true. One of the little things I do on my blog is why I'm the luckiest person on the planet. And I just always, every oh, wow. every so often, will put in a little thing about why I'm the luckiest. And then I always say, and, and put in the comment section why you're the luckiest, because I think everybody, you know, is the luckiest person on yeah. the planet. As we start looking for those kind of things, that's what comes to us. Like every morning I get up and I say, something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me today. And that yeah, is, you I know, the too. expectations <laughs> that I set out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get to, I mean, and here you are living out your dream, and a lot of people, to them, it's like, oh, I can't, you know, they stop believing in their dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess that's why they're not living out their dreams, because they no longer believe in it. But here you are, and you've been doing this for how long now? Oh, gosh, I've been a freelance writer for probably, well, Taz is 20, and I was doing it before she was born, so 25 or 30 years, and I've been doing the travel writing, you know, for 25 or 30 years as well. You know, I, I need to probably go back and figure out the exact date I started, but, um, but yeah, I've been doing it for quite a while. And in fact, it's one of those things where I don't know that I knew it, that there was such a professional travel writer, but I knew I wanted to travel, you know, so I set that intention, I want to travel, and I think most people would say, oh, okay, you want to travel, you need to get a job, you need to save up your money then you know right. you, then you can travel but because I sort of let go and I thought well I don't know how I'm going to get the money to travel I mean I don't know how this is going to happen so I sort of right. gave it up to the universe and then you know I found out about this career called travel writing so you know that was one of those one of those examples of when you sort of let it go set it and forget it that it um, right. you know comes back and the perfect solution for enable you know I maybe didn't have the the cash to travel but I figured out a way to travel anyway you know so right. that kind of worked out for me because you so. set the intention see that could be a title of your next book set it and forget it set it, set yeah, it and forget exactly. it I love it I love it yeah. I love it yeah. well Pam you know we're running down to the to the wire and um you have spent the whole show with me which I just can't even tell you how appreciated I am of that um and I hope that you will be able to come back one day and share some more with us because I, this is one of those topics that I could just talk about forever I mean oh, I know. Comes, me too. once you <laughs> yeah once you apply the spiritual principles in your life you 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 have it forever. You just can't not do it. You know. You'll have and, to come back on and share some of the stories, some of the the fascinating stories that I've heard from people that have you know manifested all kinds of interesting things. So one of these days well, I'll come you, back on and share some of those. Yeah, please do, please do. I would really appreciate that. But you know what? Right now, I just want to thank you so much, Pam, for just being a guest and um, just taking the time because I know how busy you are, and I, I really, really appreciate you, and I appreciate all that you do, and just shedding, uh, sharing your light with the world. So just continue to do that. I will continue to send light of uh, oceans of light and love your way, and um, thank you. Just thank you so much. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of Look, enjoy your holiday. Happy holidays to you as well. Yeah, same to you. All right. Thank thanks, you, Pam. And okay, I'll be thank in touch. you. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. That was Pam Grout, the author of E-Squared, the book E-Squared. And, again, I just want to thank uh, thank Pam for coming on. And that concludes our show for this evening. Um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us today. We had a great time in talking with her. Get the book if you haven't gotten it already. Read it. Do the exercises because, I, you know, for me – uh, quite a few of them worked. We've only talked about one, but it's, a, it's an excellent book, and I guarantee you that it will motivate and inspire and empower you on your spiritual path and your journey. I want to thank everyone. Uh, a shout-out to my family who are always loving and supporting me, and also to my friends and colleagues and all of my social networking sites. Once again, Pam, thank you so much for sharing with us this evening. And we are eternally grateful, and we will continue to send you, like I said, oceans of light and love your way. Once again, a big thank you to Angel for coming on and sharing her wisdom with us. For knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. And follow us on Twitter at least L-Y-S-E 101. We will be back on Monday, December the 9th at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time where we will be talking with our guest, Jerry Gavin, the author of the book, Messages from Margaret. Margaret, you won't want to miss that show. Your, miss, your mission, ladies and gentlemen, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first, because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.
Your deal of the summer is waiting for you right now at Our Town Ford, your new choice in Randallstown. At Our Town Ford, you can choose from hundreds of new Fords with 0% financing available on Ford's favorites. Stop by and see us today on Liberty Road in Randallstown and at OurTownFord.com. Choosing an energy company raises many questions. Constellation can answer all of them with energy solutions that fit your needs. Energy made efficient, simple, insightful, and flexible. That's what makes Constellation America's energy choice. Learn more at constellation.com slash energy.